0: Brooklyn's Radio Surrey News Review for Friday the 17th of September. I'm Graham Laycock taking a look at this week's local news stories in Surrey from the Surrey Advertiser and Surrey Live. First this week's headlines. Coronavirus infection rates fall 25% across Surrey. Insulate Britain blocked the M25 and M3 again. And Woking's Victoria Square development delayed until the spring. Coronavirus infection rates have fallen in all 11 areas of Surrey. The infection rate for the whole county of Surrey is now at 216.4 cases per 100,000 population for the week ending the 14th of September, a reduction of 25% over the previous week. So let's look at the county area by area and borough by borough, starting with the highest infection rate going to the lowest. Elmbridge is highest with 261.6 per 100,000 population, a reduction of 12%. Epsom and Yule, 248.1, down 15%. Rygate and Bangstead 239.9, down 20%. Spelthorne 236.3, down 23%. Surrey Heath, 235.4, down 22%. Guildford, 230.8, down 15%. Tandridge, 213.5, down 32%. Runnymede, 198.2, down 24%. Mull Valley, 178.2, down 37%. Woking, 178, down 34%. And Waverley, the lowest rate at 145.4, down 47%. So they say Surrey is currently 216.4 down 25% for the week ending the 14th of September the southeast of England similar at 215.5 down 30% and England overall is higher at 256.8 a reduction of 25% More than 20 people have been arrested following another Insulate Britain demonstration which closed part of the M25 and M3 in Surrey today. Surrey Police said it was made aware of the protests at Junction 9 of the M25 earlier this morning and at Junction 1 of the M3. A total of 24 people have been arrested and are no longer on the carriageways, however there were residual delays. Insulate Britain held processed on the N25 on Monday and Wednesday this week, causing travel chaos for thousands of motorists. More than 30 people at that stage have been arrested in connection with their demonstration and caused long delays. Protesters blocked the anti-clockwise carriageway between Junction 9 in Leatherhead and 18 Reigate on Wednesday to demand government action on home insulation. A demonstration by a group on Monday also saw five junctions of the M25 blocked, leading to tens of thousands of drivers being stuck in huge queues of traffic. Dozens of people were arrested. Nearly 90 members of the group staged demonstrations on various parts of the M25 on Wednesday and on roundabouts. It was reported that some even glued their hands to the road surface. In a statement, Insulate Britain said... We will keep going until the government responds, until it overcomes its complacency and cowardice and fulfills its first and most sacred duty to protect the people of this country from harm. All we ask is that it makes public statement that we can trust, that commits to the first step to start the installation of our homes. As soon as this happens, we will leave the roads. In the meantime, they can arrest us, they can put us in prison. We know who we are and what we have to do. The opening of Woking's £700 million Victoria Square development has been delayed by around six months. The complex had been expected to be finished this next month, having previously been earmarked for completion in April this year. But Woking Borough Council leader H. Azad has confirmed that it's now been put back to next spring. Informing councillors of the delay at the meeting last week, they said, I am pleased to confirm that the new retail and leisure development in the Heart of Woking is set to open in the spring of 2022. Whilst the original aim was to open in time for Christmas, due to pressure beyond our control, this is simply not possible. Our development contractor, Sir Robert McAlpine, has suffered shortages of labour and materials due to COVID-19, and like many similar projects across the UK, the pandemic has had an impact on completion date. Like me, I understand this will be a disappointment to many who have watched the development grow over the past few years with anticipation. However, Victoria Square Woking Limited is working closely with Sir Robert Mamakalpine to ensure that we can look forward to welcoming residents and shoppers to the state of the art scheme when it officially opens in 2022. The cost of the project, which earlier this year spiralled from 540 million to 700 million, has not been affected by the latest delay, she added. The complex includes two residential towers with 400 apartments, a 23-storey Hilton Hotel and a 125,000 square feet of commercial space anchored by Marks & Spencer. Council has confirmed that other operators previously confirmed for some of the units Italia Conti performing arts training, Gales Bakery, Sketchers and bowling 10 pin bowling was still committed to the scheme and she was confident that the remaining units would be filled she said we have lots of inquiries from lots of retailers obviously it's a challenge time for retail but we have got a number of retailers lined up to take the space next to m&s most of these units should be occupied by the time it opens in the spring you might have the odd one here or there but we are quite confident that most of the retail spaces will be occupied as long as we don't have another lockdown. Chelsea Football Club's Rhys James' Cobham home has been reportedly burgled after Surrey Police were called to the address in the area. Surrey Police was called to residential address in Four Acres Cobham on the morning of September 15th following reports of a burglary. It follows Chelsea footballer Rhys James' Instagram post in which he wrote a caption about the incident. In the caption, he mentioned losing his Champions League and European Super Cup winners' medals, as well as the runners-up medal for Euro 2020. And the beginning of the caption reads, On the evening of September the 14th, when I was playing for my club in the return of the Champions League, a group of cowardly robbers broke into my house. They managed to collectively lift a heavy safe containing some personal items of mine into their car. I never keep any jewellery of mine in my house, so, all that was contained in the safe were my Champions League Winners' Medal, Super Cup Winners' Medal, and the Runners' Up Medal of Euro 2020. These medals were won representing Chelsea in England, honours that can never be taken away from me, whether or not I have the physical medals to prove it. A spokesman for Surrey Police said officers were called to a residential address in Four Acres Cobham on September the 15th, following reports of a burglary. The offence is believed to be occurred sometime between Tuesday evening and early hours of yesterday morning. The investigation remains ongoing is in its early stages and no arrests have been made. Uh, Reese appealed to Chelsea and England fans for help identifying whoever re- Reportedly burgled, he wrote, Nevertheless, I am appealing to all my Chelsea and England fans to help identify and turn in these low-life individuals who will never be able to rest easy as the evidence is mounting against them. The police, my advisers and Chelsea Football Club and many others are all behind me as we have firm leads on who the perpetrators are. We are closing in on them. Luckily, no one was present during the breaking, but I wanted to let you all know I am safe and well. I really do appreciate having the platform to tell you all about my misfortune. I hope together we can catch these individuals and deliver justice where it's due. A body was found in the River Thames. It's believed to be that of a missing 31-year-old man, police have said. Officers discovered a body in the East Mosey area of the river near Hampton Court on Wednesday morning. Formal identification has yet to take place. However, the family of David Krupp have been informed of the incident. He was first reported missing on Saturday and uh, last seen fishing in the same area. A Metropolitan Police statement confirmed that a body had been found and that work is ongoing to formally identify the man. The police spokesman said, we previously issued an appeal to trace the whereabouts of David Carupper, who was last seen in the Hampton Court area on Saturday.'' And on the morning of Wednesday, the body of the man was found in the River Thames in East Mosey. Although formal identification has not taken place... His family have been informed. Latest plans to build around 100 new homes at Guildford Cathedral are set to be submitted to the Borough Council within weeks. It's almost two years since Housing Association Vivid, which is working with the Cathedral to deliver the scheme, consulted the public about its scheme to build on land to the south and east of the landmark. The developer is hosting an online webinar next week and says the plans it will display will have been shaped by responses and will address central issues raised by the residents. Those behind the project have not confirmed exactly how many homes it will propose, although the land is earmarked for 100 in Guildford Borough Council's local plan. It is known that 40% of them will be deemed affordable, and Mike Shepherd, is part of the Vivid team working on the project, said the response we received from the community in late 2019, early 2020, when we were working on our initial proposals, was fantastic. The pandemic has had an impact on our stakeholders and, and our own operations, so we are pleased to be able to come back now and show people how their great ideas have helped us with the designs for the new homes and public spaces. At the end of 2019, more than 11,000 votes were cast online when the developers were looking to gauge the public's reaction. Responses showed people were most worried about how extra properties would impact on traffic, access, parking, affordability and the amount of green spaces were key. It is understood vehicle access for both cathedral users and home units will be via the existing main entrance rather than a new point through Ridgemont. The Cathedral teamed up with Vivid in 2018 after ending their previous partnership with Linden Homes. According to Vivid, as well as providing new homes, the development will also help raise vital funds for future upkeep of the Grade 2 listed building. The webinar is going to be hosted by Vivid, Guildford cathedral, cathedral and Architects JTP on Thursday, the 23rd of September at 6 pm. Dominic Raab has been named as the new Justice Secretary, Lord Treasurer and Deputy Prime Minister as part of the government's cabinet reshuffle. It comes after the Isham Walton MP left the post of Foreign Secretary, a position he had held since 2019, and has been replaced by Liz trust. Dominic Raab replaces the previous Justice Secretary, Robert Buckland. Mr. Raab said he was delighted to become Justice Secretary after being demoted from the Foreign Office. He tweeted, I'm delighted to be appointed Justice Secretary, Lord Chancellor and Deputy Prime Minister, delivering on the PM's commitment to cut crime, reduce reoffending, and protect the public. And Surrey Heath MP Michael Gove becomes Secretary of State for Housing, Communities and Local Government. Police are hunting for a knife-wielding suspect and his accomplice following an attempted robbery of a man outside Surrey HSBC. At around 1am on Sunday the 12th of September, the victim was on a night out when he saw two men on a moped riding through Epsom. The moped stopped outside the bank near Waterloo Road and the victim and his friend went to speak to the suspects. According to police, one of the men on the moped then grabbed the victim's left wrist and tried to take his watch, while the other man pulled a knife out from his left-hand pocket. At around midnight on the same Sunday, a similar-looking moped failed to stop for police when entering the Epsom area. Both riders were wearing black clothing. Surrey Police has launched a public appeal for witnesses to assist their investigation. The moped driver is described as white, six foot tall, of average build and was wearing black motorcycle helmet. Both men dressed in all black with balaclavas under their helmets and were believed to be wearing black Nike 95 trainers. The moped was Black and had no vehicle registration number on the rear. A police spokesman said, Were well, you in the area outside HSBC on Waterloo Road in Epsom on Sunday? Did you see L here? Anything that may assist our investigation? If you witnessed this incident or have any information, uh, we'd like to speak to you. You can do so via web chat on the Surrey Police site online or by calling 101. Now if you don't want to wish to relieve your name, you can call the Independent Charity Crime Stoppers on 0800 355 11. And Independent Living Development worth more than 300 homes on the former Epsom Hospital site has been granted permission following an inquiry. Guild Living, a later living operator owned by insurance giant Legal and General, appealed its rejected plans for south of the hospital, described by Epsom and Ewell Borough Council as overdevelopment in a suburban area. The developer can now build 267 care residences and 10 care apartments, none of which are classified as affordable, as well as 28 care suites to rent short-term for patients ready to leave hospital but not yet ready to return home. The scheme goes against the Borough Council's policy, which limits heights of buildings outside Epsom Town Centre to 12 metres. But the planning inspectorates reports that the policy was likely to restrict housing delivery on sites that are suitable for housing. He said the scheme would significantly boost the supply of homes for older people and use suitable brownfield land to meet an identified need. The development is 25 metres high and nearby houses are mainly two-storey and residents in Woodcott Road argued the eight-storey building would impinge on their privacy. Density would increase to excess of 200 dwellings per hectare when the Borough Council's policy is not to go over 40 in most cases. But Government Planning Inspector David Prentice said the surrounding townscape could accommodate it. Mr Prentice dismissed the appeal for 302 care residences which was refused by the council's planning committee in November 2020, but he granted permission for a second application rejected in May this year that had 35 fewer care residences. There will also be 24 flats to rent for key workers, a children's nursery with 80% of places available to the hospital staff, and a cafe, gym and retail units open to the general public. The inspector said there will be minor harm to five listed buildings, but the permitted application will cause less harm because one less floor reduces the building's height by six metres. He said taken together, the public benefits would be sufficient to outweigh the harm to the heritage assets. He did not accept an argument there was an over-provision of extra care accommodation. Council policy requires the design to allow the development to be converted for another use if the need for permitted use was to waive. Mr Prentice said, in the light of the evidence on the growing need for extra care housing, this seems an un- unlikely scenario. A spokesman for Epsom and Yule Borough Council said, we're obviously disappointed with the judgment, which we believe dismisses local residents' concerns. However, the appeal decision demonstrates that the council was justified in rejecting the much taller and more invasive proposal. While the judgment allows the slightly lower development now to take place – Planning conditions have been set by the Inspectorate. The Council is responsible for enforcing these. We will also seek to work with Guild Living in order to mitigate any disturbance and inconvenience to local residents during construction. A woman who launched a petition to save a field in Surrey from being developed says there is little Green Army ready to fight the plans. Angela Ketcher fears hundreds of homes may be built on the former Sheldon Sports Club ground in Wallingham. The site of Shelton Close is included in Tannridge District Council's local plan, the document which outlines where homes should be built in the next few years. In the original draft, it earmarked 110 homes, but revised figures produced during the planning inspector's scrutiny of the plan in 2019 raised the figure to a potential 195. Miss Ketcher fears it could end up being even higher. Developer Chartwell is working on plans of up to 150 homes on the 15-acre site and held an online presentation on Thursday the 9th of September. As she said it's not just about Shelton, although it is at the moment uh, Shelton Close. It will be quite verbal and active about plots of development on Greenback Lined in the area. This is a little green army. She said people are now more aware of the local plan than they had been when the official consultations were running more than 470 residents have signed the petition. It was launched two weeks ago. The District Council may need to amend its local plan to include housing densities at a number of development sites if it removes the need to regress a garden village in South Goldstone by running the plan to 2028 rather than 2033. It is awaiting a response from the Planning Inspectorate about whether he thinks this is a good idea or not. If the authority ends up using the revised housing figure, other sites which could see original housing projections rise include land off Limpsfield Road in Warlingham, 190 to 262, land to the west of Godstone, 150 to 245, and a field off Station Road, Lingfield, from 60 to 151. I object on the grounds that it is massive o development, says Miss Kitcher. It is also greenbelt that is for wildlife, drainage and our well-being. Other concerns raised in the petition include extra traffic pressure on services such as GP surgeries and possible flooding if the development goes ahead. Chartwell is planning to submit an application to the District Council in October for its Shelton Green development. In a leaflet circulating to residents in the area last month, Chartwell said it would provide much-needed mainly two- and three-bedroom homes of which 40% would be affordable. Access to Hillbury Road... it would include some public open space, a trim trail, and improvements to Wallingham Rugby Club, including land for two new junior pitches. The Sheldon Sports Club site was the target of an arson attack in 2015, has not been used for a decade. That completes our look at the stories in Surrey this week. This has been brooklyn's radio surrey news review with graham laycock and you can hear the surrey news review every friday at 1 p.m and 7 p.m on brooklyn's radio and you can keep up to date with the surrey advertiser and at surrey live